Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode nine of the EQ Fit podcast. I am thrilled to be joined today by three amazing professionals within our equine industry, Denton DeBurr, Kristen Lair, and Jay Cartman, as they share a little bit about their experience through the NSBA Tomorrow's Horseman program. Tomorrow's Horseman, if you have not heard of it before, is a two-year program funded by the NSBA Foundation with a mission of really helping emerging young professionals in the industry to develop the skills and resources they need to become successful in their training operations. So the whole program is geared towards helping professionals to really be able to thrive in terms of both business, um, but also just in terms of bringing their services to the industry with a goal of protecting the future of the equine industry by teaching these professionals practical business applications that's going to help them be financially stable um, for years and years to come, which of course will benefit not only them and their families, but ultimately their businesses and their clients that they serve. So this program is delivered over a two-year curriculum participants apply and then they will attend both in-person and virtual sessions for networking, mentorship, education from a variety of professionals in the field of business leadership and communication. Um, So I first got exposed to this program through, as you'll hear today, my husband Jake going through it. And I have been just blown away by the value being poured into the participants in the program um, and the skills they're, they're gaining access to and really the mentorship and the coaching and the education to build a strong foundation for their business. Um, And as you'll hear today, it's also just really transformative in the mindset of the professionals that have the opportunity to go through it. I think it's kind of changing the framework that professionals think about what it means to be, to run a business in this industry and ultimately has a significant impact on us as consumers, you know, uh, myself being a non-pro we really, um, the kind of mindset of our trainers in this industry greatly impacts our well-being, our performance. Um, and so that is really kind of the segue into how, how we get into this discussion on the EQ Fit podcast, where we talk a lot about health and performance of the equestrian athlete. I've come to realize through kind of observing the impact of this program from the outside that when we have, uh, when our trainers and professionals in the industry have the infrastructure and are ultimately being sort of groomed into not just great business people, but ultimately great leaders, that it has such an impact on their customers um, and sort of the mindset and the experience for the customers. And ultimately, uh, when we're all kind of in a space where we're having a positive experience, we're happy, we're part of a program where we feel valued, then we can, of course, perform uh, so much more optimally than when that's not the case. So I really believe that this program, um, NSBA's Tomorrow's Horseman, is having a significant impact on uh, the well-being and performance of uh, equestrians within our world. And so I'm just honored to sit down with these three and sort of hear their perspective about the program, uh, how it's impacted them, some of their experiences, and then share some information about this program. Um, I have absolutely nothing to gain from it, but I just feel strongly that programs like this and um, within our industry are incredibly important for the future of our industry and those of us that want to call this sport 
hours for many, many years to come. So hope you enjoy this discussion and listen in at the end for how to find out more information about this program, um, how you can learn about it, how maybe you can apply for it, or if you have someone in mind that would be a good fit, or how you can financially support it, um, because that is an important piece as well. So enjoy the episode. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the ninth episode of the EQ Fit podcast. I am joined tonight by three highly respected professionals in our industry, all of which are current or past Tomorrow's Horseman participants. I've got with us tonight Kristen Lair, Denton DeBurr, and Jake Hartman. Thank y'all so much for being here with me. Thanks for having us. All right, y'all. So we're going to start with some introductions. Um, I'm going to go around and kind of ask you to introduce yourself, share a little bit about your business, any specialty, where you're located, and then maybe what drew you to the profession in the first place? What made you decide you wanted to be a professional horse trainer and pursue this crazy world? Okay. Uh, my name's Denton DeBurr. I'm located in Eldora, Iowa, and I specialize in Western pleasure horses and kind of younger stuff and, um, uh, I guess what drew me to the profession when I was a kid, I showed POA ponies with my family. And then uh, as I got older, I got into starting colts and things like that. And then when I graduated, I just really didn't know anything else. And I kind of liked riding horses and decided to make a career of it. Very cool. Jake, we'll go next to you. Uh, Jake Hartman, Jake Hartman Performance Horses from Advance, North Carolina. Um, We'll do the all around stuff. and a little bit of the pleasure. I got into the show horses in middle school, uh, and then I learned quickly that you could make a career out of it, and I felt like I had found some cheat code to life that people were actually going to pay me to ride horses, Uh, and really the biggest reason was just I loved riding horses, so why not get paid to do it? Hey, I'm Kristen Lair. I'm in Pilot Point, Texas, originally from Kansas City, Kansas. Go Chiefs. Yeah, I just, I actually came from a family that has no horse background. We could literally hold um, a competition as to who in my family could halter a horse. So I also just love the aspect of people and what they can accomplish with an animal. It's not like a soccer ball. Your soccer ball doesn't wake up in the morning and say, I don't want to today. So it's just, I guess it became... I have the same sickness that every horse trainer does. And um, yeah, we just love horses and uh, it's a problem. (laughs) Well, it's a good problem for those of us that do it on the amateur side, because we need people like you. (laughs) So (laughs) we're happy that you have that problem. (laughs) There you go. So um, awesome. Well, it's great to hear all of your backgrounds and kind of understand what brought you to the point that you wanted to become horse trainers. So now I want to kind of going into the theme for today, the Tomorrow's Horseman program. um, I'm curious to know, you know, what was kind of your initial draw into that program? What made you initially want to, you know, invest time to go through the program? Was there someone that referred you to it? Um, Was it something that you saw? What really drew you in? So we'll start back, Denton. We'll start with you again. I guess... Kind of what drew me into it is I was an assistant for a long time, and all I wanted to do was learn about training horses. That was, you know, my entire focus was learning as much as I could about that part. And then I went out on my own, and, you know, the the training part uh, was going well, and I'm looking at all this money come in, and at the end of the year, there's nothing left. And I was like, there's, you know, there's gotta be a way to keep some of this money. 
And then at that time, I saw some sort of information about the program. And I'm like, you know, this is really what I need. And uh, then I just kind of talked to, I think it was, I called Diane Eppers about it and got a little bit more information on it. And and it was a new thing. And, and I was like, boy, this is incredible to, you know, be able to gain all this knowledge and, you know, NSBA is going to pay for it. You know, I just have to put in the time and the, and the effort. So that was kind of initially what got me there. I just didn't know much about business. You know, I'm getting letters in the mail that I didn't pay the taxes on this. And, you know, you get a fine. And I was like, this is, you know, not good. So it just kind of, you know, the opportunity was there at the right time for me. That's awesome. Jake, what about you? Uh, my initial draw was talking to people that had been through before, like like Denton, Cody Parrish, uh, Houston Huff, Shannon Krill. I saw where those guys were involved in it, and uh, I just kind of reached out to them, picked their brains on it. And I don't believe any of us horse trainers get into the business because we love QuickBooks so much. Um, so it's similar to Denton, my, uh, my horse training was always priority. The business side of it was not. And same thing, you know, you, you bring in all this money throughout the year and then you get to the end of the year and where has it gone? Um, so really being able to look at it from a business point of view was a huge asset. And from talking to those guys that had did it before of just, the the different point of view that the program gave them was definitely something that I felt that I needed to incorporate into my business and truly run it like a business instead of just the passion for horse training. Yeah, it's such a good point. You know, like people spend a lot of time learning how to run a business and that's just not customary in this industry. It's kind of you learn the skill that's needed to do the work, um, but then you're just kind of thrust into it and expected to sink or swim, I guess. So that ability to have infrastructure and actually learn that those foundational pieces is huge. Kristen, what about you? We are, we're very, very much like taught, like to horse train and we're most of us, um, probably maybe got a business degree or degree in something that you didn't support or know. Um, and horse training is the easy part, but also it's a quarter of the part. And embarrassingly, I will tell you, um, I knew nothing about tomorrow's horsemen. I was at the NSBA world and they played the Jumbotron uh, with Shannon and Houston and all these people and uh, the parish boy, I'd never met any of them. And I was just like, you know, I think politically this is the right move, which sounds terrible. I applied. I did all the right things. I turned to my good friends. I see Jake like laughing at myself right now. Um, and, and I did. I was a good businesswoman. I'd had my business for many years and I'd done my customers well. So my letters definitely represented me, um, but I had no idea. Like when I got that first letter and it was like, you're in this for two years, I was like, wait, what? Like what? I thought this was like a one and done. I got a certificate. I got up on a bill. Like, what is this? And um, I will 100% admit I had to have been the most shocked person in the room and 150% the biggest believer and supporter of this program. Like I will just drown someone ears about this freaking program and how much I believe in it and didn't understand what they were providing and what was going on. And I just feel like coming from a background that was not like 
My parents did not train horses. My grandparents did not train horses. Uh, none of my family has ever owned a small business even. They were all, you know, which I, I don't, I applaud them for what they did. They earned paychecks. They worked for great corporations, but everything from this program has just been like support that I didn't know existed. And NSBA, I've been a part of a lot of programs in my life. Um, I think they're great programs, amazing foundations, but NSBA is the first one to actually make me feel like someone has my back as a horse trainer and has said like, hey, we, we get it. Maybe you didn't go to school. Maybe you went to work for a horse trainer for five years, but like, even like as myself, as a small, like boutique business, if I got an assistant, I would tell, I would probably create a day where they came into the office and saw the billing. I never, in all the people I worked for, and it wasn't their job. They don't think of things like that, but I never even saw like that side of it. Cause again, like the boys are saying like, yeah, I can train a horse. I got that. That's easy. Okay, well, guess what? That ends up being a quarter of it. Like I can name 50,000 horse trainers that are better horse trainers than I am. But maybe I answer the phone every day to my customers or my billing systems better, or I provide to a kid that somebody doesn't want to teach their diagonals. And that's what's made my business versus the fact that I, that I can get a, a really talented one around, you know, but I guess overall, I'm just saying like NSBA has, this program has been insanely supportive and I never saw it coming, never understood what this program uh, was offering. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say what, as Jake was sort of telling me all the things that were going to be provided and it entailed, I'm like, I cannot believe that you are getting, that you really have this opportunity, that there's this level of support and resource being poured into you. Um, so I do think uh, it speaks to the belief that they have that they're making an investment in this industry, you know, and, and into individuals that are going to continue to make it better and better. And again, going back to kind of my lens, it's like, that's what gives me a ton of hope uh, for the future, because that's, what's going to make it an industry in five, 10, 15 years that, that we all want to be a part of. So that's awesome. Well, kind of going on the theme of the program, I want to start zoomed out and then we might zoom in a little bit. I want to know, what is sort of your greatest takeaway from the program overall? The thing that really stands out to you is the one thing, you know, um, that whether you're in the program still uh, up to this point or Denton, I know you've kind of went through the entire two years, what stands out? You know, there's a lot of things that stand out. It just, the program first, me being in the first year, like I saw the concept of it. And then, you know, when we got into it, NSBA did an incredible job with the program itself, the, you know, people I respected. So I took thousands of things away from it probably, but, you know, I think it just gave me a different perspective uh, about how I looked at the industry and the impact you're making on different people and how important it is about you know, being professional, how you carry yourself, you never know who's watching, that sort of thing. And and also, you know, being of service, trying to, you know, doing some volunteer work, getting people interested in showing horses. If it's at the, you know, for, for me, that was getting into doing some 4-H clinics local, 
But I was surprised, you know, those kids, they come there and they don't know what they want to do with a horse. They just like horses. But if they sort of think that, you know, it's cool what you're doing, I've had several of them come and get lessons. And then all of a sudden they're interested in what I'm doing, where, you know, a month before they came to the clinic, they just had no clue. They wanted to go ride around in the rocks, um, do whatever. But you know, just kind of gave me a different perspective. I think that that was a, an important takeaway and, and Jake kind of touched on it. I think it's, you know, for me, it was just a, a tremendous help getting control of my books and billing. And, you know, everybody thinks that this is a incredibly hard business to be in. Yeah, it is. But, you know, when you're chasing success and, and trying to be good at something, it doesn't matter what you're doing, you know, go talk to the best real estate agent, you know, and ask them how much time they invest in, in their career. Uh, yeah, it's tough, but also you got to give yourself the tools to be successful and be competitive in the industry too. And I think that I learned a lot about that. Yeah, that's so true. Like the invest, although it can sometimes feel like a time-consuming investment to sharpen the saw and create systems and all of that. It's like what you get back out of it pays in dividends. So yeah. amazing. Jake, what about you? Uh, there's so many different takeaways is from the business side, running it like a business, the camaraderie that got built. Um, but the thing that stands out the most for me is kind of going back to what Kristen said, how much NSBA really cares. You know, it. you sign up for it and you talk to people that were in it and they tell you how it's going to be, but until you experience it, just the fact that Chad takes time off from his work to help us that don't understand anything at all about QuickBooks and have messed uh, our billing up so bad and helps us sort through all that. Stephanie, Elise, uh, all the speakers that came, everyone that took their time out to truly give back to us, the next generation that's coming up through the industry. Um, it just really made me reflect on how amazing the horse business is and how like people really, you know, we look after our own and kind of touching also on Denton from seeing what they were doing for us helped make me want to do the same for others within the industry, you know, uh, more outreach to get people into the horses or just some other way to, to have a, a positive reflection on the horse industry itself. So really just the care that, that NSBA has shown all of us in the program is the biggest thing that stands out to me. Yeah. Kristen, what about you? Um, I think the base, biggest aspect is bringing new people in the industry um, one of my biggest things that I've had to kind of like Denton was saying, like you have this struggle of like success, you know, we think we're so bred into like go out on your own and be successful. So that that's held over our heads. And I really had to learn to separate my customers goals versus my personal goals. And that was huge for me. And once I started to learn that separation, I became more excited for them. Like, you know, if one of my girls had worked really, really hard and dropped her stirrups for three months and she was six in the equitation, I mean, yeah, like my goal is ultimately to train at the world champion of the equitation and the paints. Like, that'd be amazing. But 
six was huge for her. And I'll never forget the moment of like rounding the corner of the stalls and telling myself like, be, exci be excited, show excited. I'm telling you those people took me out to dinner. They tipped me that we had the best night like of, of a night of my life for sixth place because that was so huge to her. And realizing stuff like that of being able to separate what the industry and what your childhood dreams were of becoming a horse trainer versus what these people want. And then like Jake said, like being able to humble yourself enough to like, I mean, have people come into the industry and starting a lesson of, can you weave these cones and can you put your heels down? Like, I think the whole spectrum has just been so enlightening. And I actually think um, for me personally, I came into this group knowing Elise Roberts and Dustin Eichenhorst, and I've met people that I will take to the grave. And I think this group has been so cool and so close knit. And we all have have sat there and gone into some deep discussions. That's what this program has provided, like a safe place to be able to talk about things that are uncomfortable to talk about, but also things that like have, I've never even thought about in the part of like, I don't provide a lesson program. I don't have lesson horses, but yet we have Paige up in Canada who's like building lesson contracts, you know? You're, so it's opened up so many doors for me as to, I have the ability to call someone now. I have support now. Um, I have new friendships. And also I think the bigger picture that all of us get to walk away from is like, this bigger picture of where are these associations heading? You know, you get so stuck in, in just like your discipline, your breed. And I don't know, I think they've provided so much about looking on the outside as to like, hey, y'all, like, where are we going to be in 30 years for your retirement? Like, maybe I'm giving lessons to 10 freaking five-year-olds, you know? And if, if that's what makes the association carry on, and that's what gives Denton pleasure customers is when one of these walk trot kids turns into a 13 and under and a, and a pleasure rider, then I mean, so be it, you know, but I think it's, I think they're so ahead about looking at the bigger picture. And that to me is just, I haven't been able to observe that until this group. So I think it's pretty awesome. So many good points in there. I think one of the themes that you brought up that I'd be curious to hear all of your thoughts on is you speak a little bit to the value of like, having that ability to build relationships with peers within the industry. And in many ways, maybe it's people that are in a different subset of the industry. So you didn't know them at all, or maybe it's people that you spend all of the time in your relationship together at a horse show where there's a million other distractions, a million other things kind of going on. So I'm a little curious about your experience, your reflection on, on the camaraderie piece and just being able to spend time with other people in your profession who, who do what you do, who understand where you're coming from somewhat removed from, you know, the horse show or horse environment. We'll mix it up. Kristen, we'll start with you since that came from your question. I mean, first off, I'll totally name drop Adam Mowd. He is so polar opposite of me. Um, and session one, I got sat next to him and I was like, what? Um, um, I love him. I literally can call him on a Tuesday while he's delivering hay and be like, I don't, you know, dog, like, I don't know. I'm not a pleasure person. And this hunty horse is loping like this. Like, I don't know. I've met so many. I think I, maybe it's like me being like personal about our group. Cause I, I don't know the first group as well. I feel like our group has the coolest dynamic. Like, I mean, if they picked a, a melting pot, it was our group. Okay. Like, 
we could not just be the most polar opposites. I mean, Denton and I have had stalls next to the NSBA at, um, I don't, I can't, the last three years. I've never spoke to Denton and by God, my dogs and because of Drew DeBurr being in my uh, group this year, I'm like, hey, uh, hey guys, what's up? You know, and you just, it just, um, I'm a super, um, just, I have a small group. I have my own people and this has really, really showed me in the industry, like there are so many people out there, like Colton Smith. Oh my God. He's like the friendliest guy I've ever met in my entire life. And I never would have said hi to him at a horse show. I just, I, I don't go to the trail pen, you know, it's just so cool what they've put together, the dynamic. And again, like I had a very, very small relationship with Dave Dillon walking into this deal. And now literally I'm texting Dave at 10 o'clock at night. Can I bring my dogs to the session tomorrow? We got uh, locked out of our Airbnb. I mean, uh, it, it shows you that like there's real people behind this. I love my favorite, probably my favorite thing is when they took us um, to the NSBA headquarters um, in Illinois before they moved. And to see how small it was, I was like, you are joking me. When I call into the NSBA, the girl that answers the phone can literally be like, Hey, answer line what? I mean, I was like, you're kidding me. Like this huge association that runs this amazing horse show that I that I support can yell to the back office, somebody line one, this girl has a question. And like, it just showed that like everything starts from something and it's all what you believe in and what you support. And I just feel, I don't know. I just feel like people have no idea how much NSBA is like, this is the cool kids club and everybody's invited. I love that. This is the cool kids club and everybody's invited. Denton, what about you on the camaraderie kind of uh, atmosphere? You know, it, uh, the people in the first session, you know, Cody and Houston and Shannon and Adam are, they're all were a group of people that I'd known for a long time. And, and some of them I've worked with and, so it was pretty close knit, uh, but you know, there was a kind of another layer when you know you're having conversations about business and you're being open with everybody about everything and and kind of holding each other accountable and and like Kristen talked about the doors that you know they just introduced us to a lot of people. Yet, like she says, Dave Chad Horky, you know, is boy, I could never thank that man enough for, you know, everybody does a lot of work, but Chad has, you know, the hardest job with our group anyway. Uh, from talking to Chad, it sounds like the second group is a little better about their books, probably a little bit smarter. I don't know, but uh, you know, I just, I just don't know how he didn't rip all of his hair out with us sometimes. And, and, you know, getting to know him and and I can, even though I was in the first group, I could still call Chad on the phone right now and, and ask him a question and, he, and he's going to help me out. And, you know, Elise, that, that does a big part of the program. I've gotten to have a good relationship with her and she's an incredibly smart person in general. You could ask her about anything and she'll get you in touch with who you need to talk to and, and things like that. And, you know, I think through the first session that kind of got me involved a little bit more with NSBA and I got to be on the board of directors, which kind of opened the doors on, on meeting a lot of new people um, that I respect in the industry. Maybe didn't have a, a good relationship with just cause I kind of stick to myself for, for a lot of things. And, 
my group's pretty small, but I, it's just incredible. The generosity of all the people that came and spoke with us, you know, outside of the class, you can go talk to them and they're more than willing to give you advice. And a lot of people that I just have a lot of respect for it just, and then what's neat for me is being part of the first group. I was a part of trying to recruit people for the second group, you know, and, and I still, you know, if I see somebody that I think is doing a good job and, and trying hard and I think would be a good fit, I'll be the first one to go talk to them or sure try to be in, and get them involved. I think that's a neat way to keep it going. And I can sort of feel like they're going to take it seriously. And, and I think that the program would be good for them and they'll get a lot out of it. That's awesome. Jake, what about you? Um, Tons of camaraderie from everyone suffering through the QuickBooks. Uh, just the the struggle of QuickBooks, the first couple sessions uh, definitely was a bonding experience for our group because I at first thought that I was just completely computer illiterate, but then realizing that there was a um, majority of us that were struggling with it, uh, it was definitely a good bonding experience. And then just every session the whole group always talks about how awesome it is to be able to sit down, get together outside of a horse show. Cause at the shows, you know, everybody always has something to do. So to be able to sit down at dinner without, well, I have to go ride. I have to go prep. I have to go do this or that to be able to just sit and spend time with your peers and discuss different situations with clients, horses, to be able to bounce ideas back and forth you know, it just really does have a huge family feeling aspect of it, um, especially for the group that I've been in. I can't really speak for the first group, but even to be able to talk to the people from the first group of, hey, how much did you, you know, struggle with this part of the QuickBooks or to be able to just feel like we have these relationships with people that normally, you know, we didn't have relationships with, with before just due to a common shared experience has been really cool for building those relationships. Um, and then just like Kristen talked about people that, you know, you normally wouldn't have relationships with, uh, you know, in, in our group, Colton Ross has one liners that he always comes up with <laughs> randomly out of nowhere or always uh, golden with his timing. Um, so it, it really is, uh, you know, our sessions coming to an end at the end of this year. And, Honestly, I'm sad. I want to do like a, a family group trip every year that where we all come back together. I love that. I feel like the camaraderie and the relationships, like when I think about the amount of time that you all who do this for your profession spend with each other relative to like maybe even other men, members of your family. If you just add up the sheer number of days that you're at horse shows with, maybe it's not specifically the people in your class, but I mean, it's a tremendous amount of time and it's sort of through decades, you know, like if you look at the longevity and how long people spend in this career, it, it really is like a lifetime career. And so it, it has such a, the potential to make an impact on not just you all and the relationships that you have, but then everyone that passes through your barn, because I know that it's much, I have a much better time when I step into an arena at a horse show and one of Jake's friends is out there and there's, you know, that good energy flowing between different people. Um, I really feel like that has a powerful impact on the show experience for, for kind of every other person that, that that group will run into. Next, I want to kind of zoom in a little bit. I'm curious, 
to hear if there was any particular speaker or any particular exercise or thing that really had a significant impact on you through the program. And I think I'll point this one uh, to Denton, to you, because you've got kind of the full perspective of the program having been the completer in our group here. So any particular speakers or any particular exercises um, or experiences that deeply impacted you? I was really impressed with Bill Costantino and Michael Tidwell because they gave us the client's perspective on different things. And that was really good insight to their expectations and experience that they had. And they were, they were, all the speakers that came in and talked were impressive. And I, I took something away, but that was just a unique perspective to hear from them. And and they had both been in the industry a long time and had different trainers and had, you know, good experiences, bad experiences. And they were an open book on the good and the bad and, and gave a lot of insight on, you know, what they expected on how things should be handled and problems that they had and the good and the bad. I thought that was a good conversation. Yeah, at the end of the day, the customer perspective, I guess, is the one that matters most, right? More than the judge's opinion. It's really our customer's opinion because they're the ones that are paying the bills. So um, that's a great insight. How about any specific exercises or activities that y'all did that made an impact? What was really, I can't remember the goals that I wrote down, but at the beginning, we wrote down some goals and then we opened them up at the end of the second year in Vegas. And most everybody in the class was like, these goals that we wrote down in the beginning were a joke. Like they were like, it just opened up our minds so much that we were embarrassed of the goals we had set at the start. Like we had so much more expectations for ourselves at the end of it. It was, that was pretty cool to see. We didn't, you don't even realize it, but it really changed our mindset on the, on what we expected of ourselves, I think. I love that. I didn't know about that exercise. I love that. And yeah, just the transformation in your mind, where it's, it's like you're opening it up, expecting like, oh, I probably crushed all my goals. And then to read and be like, yeah. these aren't even relevant anymore. Like yeah. I was missing the yeah, boat. Really, that- like, oh, I want to win the Congress or something. And then at the end, you're like, well, you know, in 20 years, I want to retire and have a life. <laughs> <Right. laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't even want to read it out loud. <laughs> Oh, I love that. That's such a good exercise. Let's kind of shift back a little bit to a more zoomed out view of the program. I'm I'm curious how the program has changed your mindset or your relationship around your career or maybe with your peers or your clients specifically. Like how has going through the program changed that mindset for you as it relates to maybe it's your own career or how you interact with your peers or how you interact with your clients. But Denton, we'll start with you. You know, uh, I guess it's just made me look at sort of the bigger picture of, you know, what, what my clients really need. You know, it's not all about winning, uh, kind of focusing more on their individual success. You know, what what is a, a so-called win for them? Maybe that's being a finalist, you know, trying to get e- each individual as good as they possibly can be. Um, and, you know, kind of change my relationship with my peers, you know, just we're kind of all in this together. And, and you want to be supportive of of every aspect you know 
Jake does more of the all around. Well, you know, he may need a horse from me. Uh, so, you know, it's good to have those relationships and, you know, kind of work together, you know, try and help Jake be successful or Jake try and help me be successful. And, you know, like what Kristen said earlier about, you know, she may be given a, a lesson to a beginning walk trot person that eventually may, you know, decide to get more into pleasure and, and come to my barn or, you know, it, it can work a thousand different ways, but you know, it's, it's good to be supportive of each other. Yeah. We can be in competition, but that doesn't mean, mean that it needs to be unhealthy. Uh, you know, if, if Jake's doing well, hopefully, you know, that brings up the industry and Kristen as well, or whoever it is, we're all in the, in the same fight and, you know, it's a small world and we need to try and leave it a little bit better. I think Denton said two really important words. Um, one was um, just healthy, like leave it healthier than you found it. Um, and small world, like we like to pretend that this horse industry is so huge. And the older you get, the more I find I'm like, y'all, this is like a tiny little pool. So don't burn bridges. And again, like Denton said, like maybe, maybe the best I can do for that customer is out there and she's 13th. And that doesn't reflect on me or my business. Maybe that's what made my water bill that month. But that also made that lady's day. You know, I found little things that sound so silly, but like I'm the first person to text like some of my customers, like, or not even customers, but like outside, like my friends, like, oh my gosh, I saw so-and-so was third. Like, I know you've vented me about those lessons and that horse and getting that lead change. Like, holy cow, that's huge. And I think that's the thing is like, there's so much like animosity and competition in this small pool. And I do, I think it's like, it is hard, but I think that's what tomorrow's horsemen. And sometimes my friends who have gotten their judges card, like being in these classrooms have gotten to show people to like open their spectrum of how small this industry actually is and how much like that person might not be here in five years, but Jake's going to, and Denton's going to. So if like fulfill those relationships, like, and if, if again, like that's a huge part, like Paige and our group um, does a huge lesson program. And if Paige is providing customers for the rest of us, because she's out there giving up her time in the show pen to build clients for us, like she's the most important person in the room, you know? And so it just like, I think taking it back and realizing like perspective, like Denton was saying, like, so I'm sure Jake Denton and I will sit here and tell you our personal goals of what we want to win, meaning like the Congress and World Show and this event, that event, umpteen different times. But like, take it back and like realize like a lot of these people, like we're cruise directors. This is their hobby. They could go buy a boat tomorrow and sell their horse. So make it enjoyable. Like if a finalist ribbon, if that lady worked that hard for it, a finalist is a big deal. And we've, we've stepped away from that sometimes. And, and also just like, I don't know, I just feel like this sounds so cheesy, but like at the horse show, if you see a freaking used kid that was top 10, like tell them congratulations, that means the world to them. You know, or if you see someone new, you know, tell them a compliment about their horse trainer. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited you're with that person. Like, they're so good at the equitation. Like, we just don't have enough I know that sounds so like cheesy, but it just, there's not enough positivity in the steel. And it, I think that's where our classroom and NSBA, what they're doing, like this is, a, 
the crazy, like the biggest word I can come up with, what all three of us like vulnerability, like they put a bunch, they put 12 horse trainers in a room and we all became vulnerable and said like, it's okay. I'm not trying to steal your customer. I'm not trying to steal your win. Like at the end of the day, if I do get to win something someday in the trail, that's never going to happen. But against Jake, I want Jake to bring his best performance. Like, you know, or vice versa with Denton. Like, that's the thing. Like, I just think this is building more of like the bigger picture. Like, we need more people in the industry. We need more customers. We need more horse trainers. And how that happens is positivity and support from other people. Like, if you're doing a good job, it's not like your customers are going to leave you. So just do a good job for your people. And that means support, you know, your other fellow horsemen. And everybody's different at what they bring to the table. And I don't know, I think NSBA is like trying to, in a roundabout way, like show some of that. Yeah, you you both bring up kind of a good point of like, or this is what stirred up in my head is in most other businesses, your biggest metric of success is, are you running a successful business? Are you making enough money to be profitable and do all these things? In this industry, there's this other, there's like, yeah, okay, uh, are you running a successful business? But then there's this other side of it that's like, and are you winning? You know what I mean? And I think for, it becomes really easy to focus on that other side, you know, and just get so caught up into quote unquote winning, which for those of you that spend your whole life in it is a handful of spots amongst hundreds or thousands, right? But at the end of the day, being able to zoom out and say, no, no, like ultimately this is a business and a great metric of a real metric of success is, am I running a sustainable business in a way that's healthy and that I have positive working relationships? So that's awesome. Jake. Well, Allie just completely stole my response. Um, it helped me change my, my idea of success. You know, I think we are involved in it to the extent to where we see the buckles, we see the trophies, we see the checks and it's like winning is success. And you forget about the business side of it, of no, being able to pay my bills is success. Being able to provide a good experience for my customers is success. You know, I think in this industry, it's very easy for us to get selfish because we all come in with personal goals. Like Kristen said, wanting to win the Congress, wanting to win the world show, um, and really being able to shift that mindset of what's the success for my client. This success is going to keep, you know, a sustained customer, keep them happy, keep them wanting to be involved, which is going to continue to profit all of us within the industry. So really just shifting that mindset of that. Yeah, of course, we all still want to win. We want to do well uh, and fulfill our own dreams, but being able to also realize the dreams of, our customers and the people within the industry and being able to help them achieve their goals, all of them enjoying it. You know, it's kind of like Larry Roberts from Western Holler, whenever he came in and spoke with us with, you know, what Western Holler does, we don't do something that people have to have. It's, it's extra like the boat, you know, we're providing a, a service that people don't need. So they, they have to want to be there. They have to want the Western hauler customization to provide a service that's well enough that they want to be a part of that. Well said. What about how it's shifted, how you look at the industry? Do you feel like the program has changed, maybe opened your eyes to different threats or opportunities or changes that you hope to see come to fruition or how you see your own personal involvement within the, within the industry? Um. 
it really made me want to give back more from seeing what the speakers did and kind of going back to what I said earlier, what all the people at NSBA did. It's like, okay, this is something I want to be a part of. How can I get involved more with NSBA? How can I help provide to someone else what they're providing to us? Uh, you know, be it through lessons, clinic, whatever it may be, just more outreach. Um, you know, they just have this air whenever you're a part of it that that it's contagious. It just makes you want to share with everyone within the industry what they're sharing with us. Mm. Denton, what about you? You know, it just kind of made me look at things. You know, I was pretty narrow-minded when I was younger, just worried about training horses. And then you can complain about this or that that you don't like in the industry. And then, you know, it kind of just made me look at like, okay, well, if if I don't like something, what am I actually doing about it? You know, me sitting in the chair at the house complaining isn't making any difference. You know, like if I think I got a good idea, we'll talk to somebody, you know, call NSBA. They'll be more than willing to talk to a director or whoever. And it just kind of widened, widened my scope, like, you know, put it on myself a little bit more to be more proactive. And at the end of the day, this is our industry and we are the people that can kind of shift it one way or the other. So, you know, what are you doing? If it, it's easy if you don't do well to to complain about the judging. Well, are you getting your judge's car? You know, or are you having a conversation with Jake that just judged you on about how you can get better? Or, you know, how are you looking at it? And it also has kind of made me really be thoughtful of how I communicate with my clients or people, uh, about things at the horse show, I think it's really important to stay positive because, you know, you could come out and tell your client, oh, it was politics or this and that. Well, they're going to go home and their friends are going to ask them, how'd you do at the horse show? Well, politics, blah, 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 or whatever it is. And their friends, whether they were interested in horses or not, are really going to be discouraged if they had a little bit of interest. Whereas if so-and-so comes home and tells her friend, I had a wonderful time. You know, if I just could have jogged a little better, if I just could have got over the, you know, the log better or whatever, I think that that sort of positivity out there could really, you know, get people interested in the, in the industry. And everybody's quick to say the negative things. If I get on Facebook, I'm liable to see a lot of negative about whatever such and such horse show this negative that negative well i don't know why it is but a lot of the positive people are quiet you know they read the negativity but they're not posting boy i had you know every now and then you see things but it's sometimes i get the feeling the negativity on social media outweighs the positive things that are happening i just think it's important to stay positive well said. Kristen, what do you, what about you? Anything to add? Again, just like the idea that Jake was saying about like recognizing um, there's more to do. There's just, you know, and, and Den said it too. I mean, get off the couch and be a, be a part of the solution, not the problem. Um, and again, the positivity thing, like it's so easy to get, we're all like 
very good about like, yeah, this is what was wrong, wrong, wrong. But um, it only takes one positive thing. That's what I found when people come out of the pen. I mean, literally, I'm telling you, that lady could have gotten ran off with and was on the wrong lead. And if I'm like, but that new shirt you bought, holy cow. I mean, it's, 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 it, once we get the lead and the speed right, I mean, that shirt is going to find you. I don't know. These people like, don't forget who's paying you and, and how, how the system works. Like we provide a service and uh, just look at the bigger picture, like step outside and figure out how to want to help. Yeah. I, I think, um, Y'all hit on a theme that I've definitely thought about a lot. And as Jake has brought these conversations home of like, you are, it really is the customer service industry, right? It's like no different than any other customer service industry. Um, So it's just interesting when I think about kind of the, I guess, reflection that I've had as an outsider, just getting to hear about it. It's made me really see that there's a lot more in common with um, you know, any other customer service industry. So that lens is helpful. Can I just add one more thing? Yes, please do. Uh, I just feel like right now we have tremendous opportunity to do some good things. For whatever reason, it could be with the raining and the run for the million and all these other things going on. Being a cowboy is cool. I went to, I live in rural Iowa in Spurs and stuff are virtually unheard of. I went to a high school football game last Friday night, cowboy night. Everybody's wearing a cowboy hat and boots. You know, like right now, I think is there's opportunity for a lot of growth just for the climate. I think probably, you know, the Yellowstone show is added to that. And there's just all these things. It's just, it's cool to be a cowboy at the moment. And, you know, that may go out of style, but we should reap the benefits. That's a great point and a great segue into kind of how uh, I want to close it out with a couple final thoughts. But if you had, you know, one sentence or less to give a call to action to, we'll start with industry stakeholders. So non-pros, maybe businesses surrounding our industry, non-training businesses or otherwise, what would you want them to know about tomorrow's horsemen and how they can be really a part of this journey and this evolution of the program going forward? I just feel like, I guess the best thing I can say to like non-pros is like no one's too small. So um, I think that's kind of what we learned from like what they brought in. These were all two tomorrow's horsemen. I, I couldn't have told you what this program was about. I couldn't have expected the people meaning like the, the lawyers, the, um, the business people that have come and talked to us. So like even a non-pro that owns a saddle pad shop, I mean, if you're going to 4-H shows and donating saddle pads to kids and telling them there is this program called the NSBA and one day you two could show them there, like that is how much I think we just need to open the spectrum is like, I get, I guess the best way to say it is like, no one's too small. I don't, I don't care if you sell fly spread. I don't care if you give pony rides to your Nana on the, uh, at, at Christmas, like technically that's what a pleasure horse is, right? Like at the bottom basic of what we do of a performance horse. Cause I grew up doing it, like going to middle school and I was like, I'm leaving for a horse show. And the teachers would be like, are you going to the Kentucky Derby? Are you, are you a racing queen? You know, I'm like, no, I don't do any of that. You know? And at the bottom line, the end of the day, like the horse that that Denton creates, that Jake creates, like the these all around horses, even if she can't go through the trail, 
my 90 year old grandma could come sit on a pleasure horse and she could walk trot and lope one day or in one day that's kind of huge to like break it down that low so for all these people that do whether it's an itty bitty small breeding industry like you bring something to the table or again some lady out there giving five kids lessons on a Saturday and Sunday because she works a nine to five job Monday through Friday like everybody's important and there's a spot for you so I don't know if I answered that correctly but that's what I came up with no it's perfect I think Denton Jake either of you have anything to add I would say the non-pros and people that aren't involved with it uh the biggest thing to be aware is that NSBA is taking a proactive approach to really change the industry going forward uh, by getting, you know, us younger trainers involved, you know, we are the the next generation. So they're trying to really help us better the industry for the future. So I feel that anybody, you know, that isn't involved with tomorrow's horsemen from the non-pro perspective or vendors or whoever it may be that, they're truly trying to help us change the industry for the better. So I'm I'm really interested to see as the program continues what it will look like in another 10 years after, you know, NSBA continues to graduate more and more people through the program of the change that, that they really make. So uh, um, I'll just say, hang on over the next couple of years and, and just see how NSBA is really going to change it. Denton, anything to add? You know, it's hard for me to put it into one sentence, but as I think about it, I would tell them like this is this program is truly making an impact on young people trying to better themselves in the industry. Uh, You know, if I had to kind of sum it up, that's that's what I would tell somebody. I mean, they're truly trying to make an impact on on somebody that you know, you got to want to do it. And, you know, everybody that I've known to be involved with it, everybody I had in the class with me was truly invested in trying to better themselves. And, uh, you know, and I, I hope that in the future that that kind of makes tidal waves through, through people that are getting ready to, to go out on their own. And I hope people take it seriously and, and stay involved with it. I was blown away by, as I kind of have like gotten it through again, outsider looking in from my own perspective, it's like they're, this program is truly building leaders. It's not just teaching business skills. It's not, which is all, it would be noble in and of itself. Right. And again, I'm continue to be blown away by like the investment in the program participants, but it's really building well-rounded leaders that I think is deeply needed. You know, we have some amazing people and amazing professionals in this industry, but like for it to continue to grow and evolve, it will take great leadership. And so I think um, to your point, Denton, bringing in kind of young professionals and then not just shaping them and teaching them tools or skills, which is valuable, but really helping to empower them to be leaders in the industry is the ripple effect is unknown because it really is just the second um, year, but I think it's, it's going to be pretty incredible. What about to your peers or fellow professionals? What challenge would you put forth to them for the sake of the industry? Maybe uh, something that's been either brought to the forefront of your mind through Tomorrow's Horsemen or just that 
has sort of been ignited inside of you? Is there any charge that you want to put forth to your peers? Denton, we'll start with you. Uh, I kind of going back, I think that, you know, stay positive and get yourself involved. Uh, you know, you don't have to get on the board or, or do things like that, but if you have a good idea, you know, get in touch with somebody that, that you can think can go with it or will do something about it or, you know, get your judge's card or volunteer and get, you know, more people involved at a 4-H level or, or whatever it is. Uh, and I think Kristen had a good point earlier about, you know, if you see somebody who cares with what trainer they are that did a good job, tell them, you know, make them feel welcome. Tell a little kid they had a good ride. Tell them uh, a new lady shown in select that she did a nice job. You know, compliment their horse trainer. You know, that's not going to cost you any business. Uh, and, it, you know, if that's how you think, I think you're, you're kind of being narrow-minded. Uh, but be supportive. Be positive. You know, it's okay to clap for somebody that had a good ride, even though they're not in your barn. You know, it's okay to appreciate somebody else's you know, good work and talent and that sort of thing. All said, Kristen, what about you? Um, I think like Denton said, like the biggest things he said is like get involved. I had no idea before this program, there was so much support behind us that we, we are not even aware of. Like, like we've said earlier, Chad Horky, Dave Dellen, Stephanie Lynn, Elise, like, I mean, those are people that, I'm telling you, if I was driving to Alaska and had a blown tire, they'll come get me. Like these people believe in this association and they've dedicated just as much as their time. Like we, we have as horse trainers. I mean, we've all skipped out on a lot in our lives to ride horses. I mean, I, I guarantee you every horse trainer can tell you a prom they missed or, you know, a honeymoon they didn't take or, you know, whatever. Um, and I'm telling you, I think, I think like Denton said, just get involved because you have no idea with NSBA how much support is behind it. I literally email Sue Ellen once a week with the dumbest question or text Nicole Barnes, and it is nothing that is in their department. And they respond back and they're, I mean, they just, I think that's the biggest thing, get involved. You have no idea how much support is behind this deal. Mm, well said, Jake. Um, be aware of how, like you present the industry, you know, try to present it in a positive light. Uh, you know, I've, since the program, I've been aware of like, there's always people watching, you know, whenever you're in the saddle, be aware of how you're riding. There's, there's always someone watching, be aware of how you're coaching, you know, it's could be good advertisement to somebody coming in or very poor advertisement. You know, if you're coaching a little too harsh and a little too aggressive, um, it, it sounds bad. People, people aren't going to want to be talked to like idiots. So just be aware that, that someone's always watching or, you know, if you don't place well, you know, in a class, still try to come out with a smile on your face, you know, just always be aware that, that it's a positive advertisement and a positive reflection on the industry itself. So, so many good things from all three of those answers. I feel like the theme of like, just generally being more positive and celebrating other people's success and um, being aware of the, 
what we're what you all are putting out into this uh the surroundings that you're in um because it really i don't think i i have had this conversation with jake often but i don't think um you know we realize how much our energy and how much it impacts everybody immediately you all probably know you walk into your barn a morning of a horse show where you're tired or you had a bad day before and like how you walk in dictates how everybody else feels immediately and so um on more of a macro scale kind of one of the big things i'm taking away from all three of you is that how you carry yourself on a day-to-day -day basis plays so much into um, the impact on your customers, your potential future customers and, and your peers and their customers around you. As we wrap up one more question, um, that I want to ask before I give you all a chance for any uh, kind of final closing remarks, but we know this program would not be possible without the generous support of the NSBA foundation donors, especially, um, the Mary F Atkins family trust and Carl and Caroline Swanson foundation. So is there anything specific you would like the donors to know about this program and what you've gained from it? Well, I first just want to thank them for their generosity. And second, you know, hopefully if they've listened to this, they can, they can hear and see, uh, the impact it's made on the three of us, um, you know, and I, it's just, it is making a difference. And I mean, people are excited about it. I don't know. I've never talked to anybody that's been involved with the program that was, you know, disappointed. It's exceeded everybody's expectations on, on what they've done with it. And I just think uh, I'm glad that we're doing this to get more people to know about it. Cause everybody I talk to about it, may not know a bunch about the program, but when I get done with them, they're impressed with, you know, what happened, what we learned, what NSBA is doing with it. Um, last year at the end of our last session or two years ago, I guess it's been maybe, uh, we spoke to the, to the board members and every one of the people, the guys and gals on the board come up to me afterwards and just like, we had no idea like this is impressive what they've done because you know like Kristen and Jake and everybody is so excited to talk about it you know it's it's just unbelievable what they've done it really is i mean i feel like a broken record but every time jake says brings back something else i'm like seriously this is it's incredible kristen what about you um that was perfect like the broken record i'm 100% a broken record Anybody that will listen to me, I will go on and on and on about this program. Um, this has been life-changing for me. I definitely, um, uh, just the small business aspect, like, and getting to feel like somebody supported me. Somebody saw that I gave up everything to become a horse trainer. I gave up everything. I didn't come from a family that did it. Um, they're super supportive, but this is a different kind of support um, that, you know, Chad and Elise and Dave and Stephanie, I mean, just, and all the people that came to give us clinics and, and even my peers, the, the vulnerability in the classroom that they're willing. I mean, thank God Adam will ask no dumb question for sure. I mean, he gives it to us all. So um, this is a hundred percent been life-changing for me to feel like I have people in my corner and I feel like I definitely have a roster of people I can call now. Um, whether it be a question about my business or a question about getting into judging or also just the fact that like, where's the industry going? I love to see 
the forwardness and um, everybody coming together that this is going to carry on. And what I've given up for is a program that believes in itself as well. And so um, I can't say enough about it. This, this has just been nuts for me. I, I love it. Thank you for all, all of them that made this possible. Very cool. Jake, what about you? Um, definitely a, a huge thank you. Uh, and because of the program, I mean, it, it literally changed my life because it changed my business. You know, majority of us don't really do much outside of this. Like, I mean, it, it is our life and the way that it's been able to change my perspective through the finances, you know, it's, it's definitely helped me keep more money at the end of the year. Like we had talked about in the beginning to where, where does it go? what happened to it. Um, so it changed that perspective. It changed my relationship with my customers of just wanting to provide truly a, a service that they enjoy. So, I mean, I've told multiple people that, I mean, it, it literally has changed my life. So I, there's not enough thank yous that, that we can give. Well, as we close it out, y'all, any closing remarks, kind of last things that you wanted to say or that we haven't touched on um, before we wrap it up? Denton, anything? Anybody who knows my brother doesn't talk a whole lot. And after one of the sessions, I listened to him for probably 40 minutes go on and on and on, which is equivalent to three months of worth of conversation on a normal day-to-day basis. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. <laughs> Jake, what about you? Any closing thoughts? Um, really impressed that Drew talked for 40 minutes. That's yeah. that's really impressive. It's um, really just to reiterate every, like, a huge thank you so much to, to the NSBA foundation, everybody that donated all the people that took their time, Stephanie, Elise, Chad, uh, Dave Dillon, everyone that came out and spoke to us and took time out. Thank you. There's not, again, like there's not enough thank yous for, for what it's been able to do for me and what it's going to do for our industry. Kristen, any closing remarks? Um, uh, again, super impressed with you talking for 40 minutes. I'm certain I know what time that was after. Um, but uh, again, like everybody said, like, uh, just, I, I can't believe the people that support us through this. I can't believe still to this program, how they came up with it. And Chad, um, the late nights, like, Holy cow. I've learned more in like the four or five of us, Jake, you were there like half the time, like of us just like two in the morning doing QuickBooks, like wanting to pull each other's hair out. And I don't know. I think that's just what makes it and is what made this. And I'm so excited. I have no idea about group one. Y'all seem cool and close, but I'm telling you group two, we're so much closer and we're going to tear up Vegas. So happy graduation to us. We freaking survived. I know there's probably two or three more nights in there with Chad at 3 a.m. and I'm ready for it. I'm caught up on QuickBooks, so I'm freaking ready for it. And thank you to everyone because this has been seriously the most life-changing two years in, in my horse career. I'm feeling like after Kristen talks that there's like a MTV style challenge type show for group one versus group two, oh, like the gauntlet style survivor. Yeah. They're done. I feel that. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, um, I cannot thank the three of you enough for being on here again, sharing kind of about this program, um, raising awareness around it really, because I had no idea, um, 
the only exposure I had to it was Cody was applying when we were on a group trip and I was like, what are you doing? Do you even know how to work a computer? Um, which I think he had someone have to help him, but, uh, you know, I have just been blown away by the program. So it's a real honor for me to have the three of you to share about it. I think again, it's having a real positive impact on um, the well-being and ultimately the performance of the people that have a pleasure to work with people that have went through the program and will continue to have a ripple effect um, outwards. So appreciate all of you, um, appreciate you being here. And I definitely encourage our listeners to check out more information about the program um, at nsba.com slash tomorrow's horsemen. I'll put the link in the show notes. Um, and of course, if you are interested, uh, definitely donating to this program so it can t- continue to happen to its full extent. Um, definitely cannot say enough good things about that. Uh, not to just get some brownie points for myself, but also uh, thanks for giving us this platform to be able to put NSBA Tomorrow's Horseman out there. Yeah, absolutely. It took the words yeah. out of my mouth, Jay. I wanted to say it before y'all did, so I did. I was <laughs> getting ready to. Yeah. Mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank y'all so much. Thanks for being on, and we'll see you on the next one. Thank awesome. You. Bye. Thank you all so much for listening to today's show. As we mentioned at the beginning of the episode and throughout, uh, if you would like to find out more information on the NSBA Tomorrow's Horsemen program, you can head to nsba.com slash tomorrow's, all one word, dash or hyphen, horsemen, H-O-R. S-E-M-E-N. We'll have it linked in the show notes. A great place to go if you want to just have more general information about the program. Uh, You or someone you know is interested in applying for a future class, or if you're interested in financially supporting this program, it is run um, entirely off of donations for the most part um, through the NSBA Foundation. So uh, it, you know, I encourage of course, stakeholders in the industry, um, but also just us non-pros that benefit from having industry professionals um, that are leaders and business leaders. Uh, you know, we we need that to have a successful tomorrow for our own industry. So thanks so much for listening to today's show and we'll see you on the next one. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. We'd love to hear your thoughts, feedback, comments. So send us a message on social media at ProactivityEQFit and we'll look forward to hearing from you. We'll see you next time.